0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on My Podcast with Rocky, Mayur and Abhinandan. We're not quite back, but we are hungry. Well, we are not here with another episode of Highway on My Podcast. Mayur is traveling from Goa to Delhi. He is on route to Delhi and will be quarantining himself for a few days. So, this week, we give you a little recap of how much we have traveled and what we have covered in Highway On My Podcast so far. We shall be back with a fresh episode next week. So, please make do this week with all that we have covered so far. We will be back next week with more on Sri Lanka. And then onwards to Mauritius, Singapore, and lots more to cover.
1: Onam Ki Celebration, if you remember, we went to that famous temple in Kochi. Yeah. And there were all those giant elephants with the beautiful head decorations with, with jewels in them and they were all lined up and there's that whole procession and then it goes into the Onam Sadhya. So where did the two, elephants come from?
2: There were these two big bulls I remember. They were being dressed and they started shouldering each other. Yeah. It was so scary man and making that very low kind of sound. It was so scary that these fellows, if they lose it and and also the Mahouts, yeah, they're like huge fellows themselves.
3: Yeah, but these these elephants were giants. You know, usually you'll have you'll have these elephants in India which are about ten or eleven feet at the temple, you know, at the top of the head. I've never so, seen bigger elephants. But these guys who must have been like what 14, 15 feet yeah. at the head, yeah. They were huge. I mean, I have a shot of Prashant standing next to one. Prashant, you're below its mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entire yeah. head was above you. Yeah. So the guy must have had like a good 5 feet above mm-hmm. your you know you're 6 feet tall so uh, you know another 5 feet above you is he must have been at least 11 feet at the shoulder Eleven, yeah, yeah. twelve
2: 11 12 feet and tall.
3: 12 13 at the head i mean it was massive bulls and i, and I think if i remember we went to the temple where his where, you know where his head had gone into the ground mm-hmm. and there uh, the the largest elephant carries the the statue, or that you know, beautiful description—the the, the metal gold thing they have of Mahabali—and they put a chhatri on it, and this procession goes out, and uh, so beautiful, yeah. Just to be a part of that, thousands of people. But it is terrifying to see those seven or eight gigantic elephants just surrounded by people and drums and firecrackers, and you just imagine if one of those elephants starts running, what's going to happen to those it's people? Happened,
0: yeah. There are many, in fact, on YouTube you can even see videos of elephants going off during the celebration yeah. and trampling people. I mean. Of course, it's debatable whether elephants should be allowed to I mean should be made to do
1: all this, but we won't get into the depressing stuff right now. Yeah the, ele- the elephants look around and say, I pick you, you're Mahabali squish. I pick you, you're Mahabali squish. <laughs> <laughs> so also- it was the it was the it was the uh, temple in, in Kochi. This is where the elephants were and that like Rocky said, it's it has special significance. It's the only temple dedicated to Vaman. And then we went in for the Onam Sadhya, do you remember? We yeah. had to wait quite a while. I mean they had so many people serving in those giant out of those uh, giant carriages, and still we had to wait a while before we got our turn. And food oh. went
3: really fast there. It was spectacular. I remember going behind the uh, going behind the temple and seeing that kitchen. Yeah, so there were elephants tied on one side, and this long kitchen that extended right past where the elephants were, and everything that was sort of leftover or extra they were throwing to the elephants, and they were eating it, and they were making this satya and there were like I think four five hundred people sitting down at one point, and they would just eat, and then they'd roll up the entire table length of uh, tablecloth. And throw it down on one side and lay out a fresh one and again put out five hundred plates. They would eat and again five hundred plates were removed and five hundred new. There's no lingering. There's no yeah. lingering. Eat, you, you, and eat, eat and get out. Eat and move. Eat and move. But also, but, you know, one thing that struck me at that time,
2: and it's it's, it's the, I think Kerala is one of that rare states in all of India where the people are extremely religious. Okay, and they are very modern in their outlook at the same time, and they're they're able to keep two very different ideas in their head at the same time here. You know, I mean, if you see the Onam celebrations or this, what is that tiger dance that they do, you know, Tiger, people, hunter, tiger, hunter, tiger hunter, dance. hunter dance, Yeah. people participate in very large numbers, you know, and they're very, very religious and they're very devout people. But at the same time, they're very modern in their outlook here.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, but, but Onam is sort of my favorite festival in all of India because uh, we went down to that place where they were making the pookalams. you know, the beautiful flower arrangement. And there were these young children, these young girls and boys who were making them. And they were, half of them were Muslim, 20-30% of them were Christians, 10-15% of them were Hindus. They were all different religions. I mean, I remember a Sikh, a young Sikh boy who was playing the Mridangam while the music was going on. And I was like, dude, I mean, this is like incredible. It's Mm. a festival that's celebrated by all religions. So, Onam doesn't really belong to one religion. And that's the great thing about the people of Kerala. I mean, like you said, they're very religious, but they really don't want to kill anybody else from any other religion. That's so wow. refreshing in India. Yeah. It's so <laughs> wonderful, man.
0: Tezpur is also home... Well, not Tezpur. Rassam is home to what at that time was the spiciest chili in the world called the Bhut Jolokia. And uh, Mayur, tell us what are covil units, it's measured, whatever it is the metric. How does it work? Technical,
1: technical. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay.
0: By the way, Mayur is a... Postgraduate graduate or graduate in zoology
1: or botany or flowerology or something like that, by the way. Zoology, I don't know about flowerology. But <laughs> when you say how spicy is a chili, the spice in a chili is measured with something called capsaicin. So if you have pure capsaicin, it's 16 million units on what is called a Scoville unit named after this guy. And then the lower your spice unit, the less spicy it is. So your, your normal green chili will be about 25 to 30,000 Scoville units. The Bhut Jalokia is 1,410,000 Scoville units. Which means you bite it, as as we will talk about somebody who did. It basically is like taking a lighter or a blowtorch and sticking it in your mouth and setting it on fire.
0: Although that's not how it feels. I'm sure Rocky will tell you. It. I have photographs yeah. of me trying it also after that. But one Bhut Jalokia, it's like this round anda shape, but it's not as big as an anda. One of those is used to cook a full buffalo. So you can imagine how much... Spice quantity it has.
3: No, it is. In fact, it's a jolokia is not actually eaten as a chili. It's usually dipped in oil or in salt water in brine and it's uh, made like a pickle, and then a drop of oil is added to your food to give it fire. And it is an incredibly fiery chili. I mean, you know, so, so let's take your uh, normal Tabasco or uh, Capsico sauce. That would have a Scoville rating of about, I'd say, 10 to 20,000. You know, between, let's say, between 8 and 20,000 at the most. If a really sharp chili, you, you'd get a really sharp chili, like a bird's eye chili. I think it would be somewhere around to 200, 250,000. But this one has a Scoville rating of 1,040,000. And when we went there, it was the spiciest chili known to man. So you can just imagine 1,040,000, the rating on the, on the Scoville rating. It is a killer. And you know, we. I'll tell you how cool it is because we went down to a, to the market in uh, Tespur and we were walking around and there were hundreds of young men, you know, shopping or buying things or hanging around like they do in markets. And we collected 30, 40 college-age boys and we said, all right, here's a thousand rupees for anyone who'll eat this one chili. And not a single guy came forth. You remember that, guys?
0: Yes, but I'm glad they didn't because when we got back to the hotel, we were told that this, if you have a full one, it could even kill you. So
3: Yeah, uh, and yeah, sadly, exactly. <laughs> it was told to us after
1: I ate it. <laughs> yes. So, that thing didn't work after all the promises they made. <laughs> all that planning gone to waste.
0: So, you'll see in the picture, we had a sequence where Rocky tried the boot Jolakya. And Rocky will tell you his experience and I'll tell you mine.
3: No, of course. We were very careful. We took really good precautions. So, I told these guys, I said, get me like a glass of water and get me a katori of dahi and maybe some honey. So, we they, they lined up the good stuff. So, we had water. Next to it, we had honey. Next to it, we had yogurt. Next to it, we had a pineapple pastry. Next to it, we had a fire extinguisher. Next to it, we had some rice. And also sure like, we I had a rope. Over. We had a rope also. Uh, what, what was the theory of the rope? What was the rope there for? That we will just strangle you if you don't die. <laughs> <laughs> they've tried many times, but like legend Borbhugan, they've been unable to reach me and kill me. Uh, yeah. So, I, I think, uh, let me tell you my experience with it. Now, this is a chili that very few people eat. And in fact, a lot of people have been watching this Bhoot eating competition. Now, remember, it is still one of the spiciest, naturally growing chilies of the world. There are many others now which are spicier than it, uh, than the Bhoot There's the Moruga Scorpion. Mayur, any other ones that you can think of? There's the dragon Breath. Dragon's, dragon's
1: Breath, Carolina Reaper, Moruga Scorpion, Trinidad Scorpion. They're all... Now it's 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 like an art and science all mixed. People are... The hybrid that's breathing. been created just
0: like many yeah. fatty varieties
1: yeah. are created.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The hybrid's created. So the Bhut Jalokia and the reason why it's called the Bhut Jalokia is because traditionally it, they made a little slit in it and put it in a in a lota of water uh, in the morning and then in the evening they sprinkled that water all over the house and all the ghosts in the house would run away because it was so spicy. So it was called the Bhut Jalokia that would get rid of all the ghosts in your house. And uh, you know... Eating one is, is not a joke. I mean, this is like, this is not a chili that you can pass off like your neighborhood Golgappe wala, which I think wouldn't exceed more than 200,000 on the uh, Scoville rating. So I took the first bite and for three or four seconds, I thought I was going to die. And then suddenly it sort of, you know, my body recovered and I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. And then about 20 seconds, so I chewed it and I swallowed it. Then I took a second bite and I, by this time I'd got through about 70% of the chili i had bitten off. And then I chewed it, seeds and all, and I swallowed it. And before I could take a third bite, the second bite, the residue of that, the capsaicin burned through the mucosa of my mouth. And I thought my face is going to explode. I mean, I've never felt anything like it in my life. I mean, this was ridiculous. I couldn't even imagine taking the third bite. I mean, I ate 70% of that chili and the only reason I could swallow it is because as soon as it hit my mouth, it had burnt off all my taste buds and nerves, nerve endings that sent signals to the brain that says, don't eat it, are you mad? And after it just went through, <laughs> right through my mouth, that's when I realized I was going to die. So yeah, Man, it's exactly I, like, I have never felt so uncomfortable. So it's
0: exactly like Rocky said. The only thing is that it hits you like a few seconds later, you know, because when you, because after that, when I tried it, I chewed it, I took a little, you know, bit and I chewed it. For the first few seconds, it's like okay, I can feel a slight tingling, but it's not much. But then, when you swallow it, after about five to seven seconds, is when suddenly your mouth catches fire, and you can feel the fire travel downs downwards as as you've eaten it. And then, my God, as I bloody gulped water and whatnot. But the same jalokia is called a Naga chili when you go to Nagaland and <laughs> we eat it there. But this entire region does amazing things with the chili. When we came back, the cow was smelling of all sorts of oils because I know I had picked up about five bottles of different. Mirchi ka achar, so they have these little little chilies, these Bhujulakya ka achar. They have many with chilies ka achar, and that kept me going for I think another six eight months after every lunch uh, with every lunch, I'd have those chilies. So that was our taste for experience.
3: Half the magic of Darjeeling is that when you come out anywhere in the evening, on the right hand side is the monstrously large Kanchenjunga or Kanchenjunga as they call it over there. Right. It is just the most spectacular mountain view of any city. That I have seen in India, the mountain is so big and it's right there on your side. I mean, it actually feels like you can reach out and touch it at sunset. You know, the colors change. It is that is the that's the magic of uh, of Darjeeling, and and that was always the romance of Darjeeling. You know, the views, the walks. It was a school city. It was a young city, young town, great food, great people. But yeah, I mean, that's changed over the years. The little of toy
1: train that used to go up or still does maybe. The little toy train that goes from I think uh, Jalpaiguri to Darjeeling. Oh, right. yeah. And, yeah. And, and, it still does. It's still us
0: But when we were there, it, they had discontinued it for that brief time, right? Because we tried to get a ride on it, but they said it's not operating right now. I remember very clearly because we went, I think you guys were in the hotel, I had gone to the production to see if we could, you know, shoot a little sequence in that. They said it's not operational.
3: I think there was that road expansion work going on, so the track was disrupted at that point. So that was, but but if you ever get down to Darjeeling, make sure you get out to the balcony of Kevin Terz. Kevin Terz is this sort of legendary eatery that every schoolboy and schoolgirl... I mean, if you've been in boarding school in India, you know what I'm talking about. Kevin Terz is like the haunt, the Adda. And you have this big balcony outside. On one side, you can see Kachan Zonga. On the other side, you can see the Darjeeling Ka ghantaghar And the whole city is laid out. It's the center of town. It's the heart of action. Fabulous meats, preserved pork, sausages, hams, cold cuts, salamis... My mouth is watering, yeah. <laughs> uh, even, even, One word of caution,
2: but they don't like you just sitting around enjoying the view. They want you to order right away. Ha, order and leave quickly after
3: eating. Order That's and true. Leave. It's a beautiful place.
0: No, but I will say that I mean, I'm I'm not that enthusiastic about food, but that breakfast I'll never forget, man. man. I couldn't get up after that. Yeah. That was yeah, an amazing. And and then cold maybe... coffees,
3: man. I remember you exactly drank like, saying... three of those cold coffees. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I was about to come to that, I think. Because I had so much of the milk products. I had shakes and shit. And
3: uh, yeah, it was yeah that's in. it. You had the shakes, then you had the shits. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was Darjeeling. Uh, and what, from, Bayur, Bayur, what is the other place here? The other one, in, uh, when you walk up the road with Kevitis on your left hand side, where your, mom, where your mom used to hang out, she used to go to school in Darjeeling. That's the
1: Makaiberi, said to be the oldest tea estate.
3: No, America. no, no. The other eatery, the other eatery. Uh,
1: Glennary's. Yes,
0: we went there as well, correct.
1: Glennary's. I, I spoke of that earlier in this podcast uh, yes. quickly, but they, they they really have that really nice english tea feel with the triangular sandwiches and the, the multiple sort of layers of things where you get like different sandwiches. And a beautiful yeah. sort of glass-fronted area at the balcony, if you remember.
3: And the rumballs, rumballs. The rumballs are there and the uh, really famous pastries and that magnificent view of the mountains. Correct. And you're sitting there in the evening. yeah.
2: In the evening know. bazaar, that I mean, it's you really see the love that people have in that city for their food, you know. I mean, as the sun goes down, the people come out and they hang out, you know, they chat, they have fun, they talk, they eat, they enjoy. And that whole, that whole Sarafa is it called Sarafa Bazaar? Yes,
3: Sarafa, yes,
2: Sa- Sarafa. That whole market is like just with. Just pop-up stalls and serving fantastic food, you know, it's each one doing its own thing, you know, one thing and doing it really well. Malpua's at one place, jalebi's or jaleba's at another place, you know, chaat at, and the bhutte ki kees ki which is so unique mm-hmm. to Indore, you know, it's like you just keep cooking that bhutta until it becomes soft. It's almost like a halwa of bhutta, but it's yum. But
1: the food marketing champion is there, Rocky huh?
3: Ah, as soon as you enter Sarafa Bazaar, the first place you have to go to is Joshi Ji, the vada Wala. And Joshi Ji is such a character. I don't know if you guys remember. He was like a hazir jawab, clever, witty, talking about things all the time. And his favorite question was, do you know why? So he kept saying, you take a bite and then I'll eat. I was like, what? My plate is so big that you'll eat. He's like, you take a bite then I'll eat. Do you know why? I said, no, why? Because first we're posting to God and then we're eating ourselves when we're eating. I was like, wow, Joshi Ji. He was like नहीं। <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he the guy who also did tricks? He did the yeah, yeah. I mean, his yeah. he for the mirch and thing from like way up and all that stuff, right?
1: He was making it appear from under his sleeves and then he did that big twirl where he would throw the Daiwala up to like mix it. They would come down. He'd be like here.
0: Oh yeah, man, that cinematic masterpiece. His chut preparation is a performance and um, down the round from Joshiji there are these jalebis which are as thick as like a giant's fingers which are these guys finished, but yeah, I like had a bite of. They're
3: jalebas, not jalebis. I think that was Gupta Ji's Ji jalebi and it was… Uh, he makes one jalebi which is the size of a pan and his claim is that a family of four can't eat it. Although our family of two finished it quite fast for the camera, <laughs> right, Mayur?
1: We're not the typical Indian family, you see.
2: The interesting thing about jaleba is that the fellow… You tell him you want 200 grams, 250 grams, half a kilo. He will do it precisely to that weight. You know, he has so much, <laughs> he has such skill that you tell him that ka He will make you ka And there'll be no breaking and you know, sort of doing any of those things. It's like done to that that weight that you want. So if you want to take it for like four people, you can just tell him ka he'll make a ka for you. No, but so you it's, it's, it's quite it's, remarkable. I mean, how he is able to figure that out.
3: No, it is, but that he doesn't make a jaleba. He makes like a kesariya jalebi and he no, makes it to your size. Yeah, jale-
2: I mean, they call it jaleba also there because it's, no, the size is like huge.
3: Jaleba is the guy we went to in Haryana. You remember? We went? Oh, in man. Hindo yeah, Who? I remember that. I remember that was huge. Yeah, yeah. So he used I to make that. these 200 so gram ki jalebis that they called jalebas. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I could be wrong, but Gupta ji used to make the kesariya jalebi. I don't know if he's still there. I wonder if he's there right now. He was uh, quite a frail old man. Yes,
0: but the last thing we'll talk about Indoor is the Ghamandi Lassi. As tastes go, it isn't as you know significant as Auja Lassi, but it is one of Indore's favorite thing, at least it was, because it had a very interesting name. Did we ever figure out why it was called Ghamandi Lassi?
1: Yes, he said he was so proud of it, about how fantastic it was. He had like dried fruits in there, he had thick cream. You remember what else it was that was there?
0: He had these green things, uh, these multicolored little. I think currants, that currants that and kishmish. In,
2: uh, for Christmas. Yeah, but Neko, okay. are you sure you're not mixing that up with the uh, Kanpur, Thag- Kanpur Thag- guy? ke and... No, that was different. That yeah, was different. Had...
0: No, but, he, but no, you're right. Thaggu ke uh, laddu also had a ghamandi lassi. That, it was there as well, but that is not what thaggu ke laddu was really known Didn't note. have a ghamandi lassi. He had badam gulfi. Badam and So many badnam, ghamandi, man, just too much. The the character assassination of food groups is just not on.
3: That's why you have to eat all your memories. Unless you're eating along with your memories, you will always forget. For example, I remember that the guy's name was Sunil. He owed the ghamandi lassi. And he called it ghamandi because he used to put in like yogurt and rubbery and sugar and ice and you know a little bit of saffron. Just like a phenomenal lassi. And he was like... That's how you should do food. And unless you've eaten it or drunk a full glass, you'll never remember all these things. Right, Mayur? You ate, you drank about four, if I remember. It was delicious.
0: But that, that, that you could say about anywhere Mayur has drank anything. <laughs> True. <laughs> Rocky, where is this place which has the best dahi Bhallas in India, but or in the world? But please leave that story to me of when that guy ticked me off. I will tell that.
3: I, I will I will sing you a song and you can guess where the place is. Julie mangta humko merini mangta dash from So what
0: is the dash?
3: No 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 forget the Julie. What is the dash? See, that's the trick. You don't listen, that's why you don't know. I'll sing it again.
0: Sandra! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sandra. By the way, it's called Sandra, but we call it Sandra because on the milestones in hindi it's a sandada with a but in english it's a sandra
3: yeah and that's a fun little fact if you have a european or american relatives or friends when they come down to india the only thing that they can't pronounce no matter how hard they try in a conversation is ra so if you ask them to say ghada they'll say gara because they can't say ghada and if they even if somehow they manage to say ra they can never say it in a sentence so you just ask them to say I drank water from the ghada. It was lovely. So they'll go. I drank water from the gara. It was. And you're like abe gara di ghada <laughs> ghada. <laughs> or oh, oh, you could not be that rude, but it's up to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, when we got to Saindera, Se- I like Rocky told you. I'm always doing five things at once in my head. So I was like, dude, we've driven. And by the way, it wasn't on route to any place. We veered off our normal path, went to Saindera just for the Dahi bhallas. Why? Because this place, you know, there used to be this food festival at um, Pragati Maidan every year and saying that I would win the best dahi bhallas every year, year after year and this particular shop and we got there and I kind of Rocky, Mayur, Prashant and I was sitting and I said, we've come all the way from dahi bhala, how special can kind a of dahi bhala be? And the guy, you know, looked rustic and I, I guess bad, bad form of meat. assume he couldn't understand English. He said, you've never asked about scotch whisky? Ke whiskey to whiskey hai. peter scott black label your single malt special hmm. so i looked sheepish and while Rocky was looking camelish <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah but guy was humping us yeah so you know the hump is always important
0: <laughs> so he said the thing is that only in Senada do you have the water and by the way when i tried the dahi bhala, it is amazing it truly is not just a dahi bhala. it is a piece of art dahi bhala. and he explained that from the Dal. He says from that dal where it's grown, the water that irrigates those fields, what our cows drink, the kind of air that is here, the water that we use for the dahi, everything has to be from here, and no other place has this air. And even when you come to come to Pragati Maidan and take part in that contest, that food contest, we get tankers of our own water. We get our own cows, and even then it gets compromised because when the dahi jamo is there, so that is the story
2: of the sandra dahi but Niku that's the pride that most people take you know of where they are you know in their area of their area and what they do well I mean you will recall that when we went to that Bikaneri Bhujia factory in Bikaner mm. I mean what did he say he said that you get this one thing that you will not get anywhere else which is why Bikaner's Bikaneri Bhujia is specialist because of that motra there's something called motra which is like a stone kind of thing which is It gives a licorice kind of taste. It's difficult to describe that taste, which gives that special taste to that Bikaneri bhujia, And Mm. you don't get that anywhere else. So it's it's a local thing. But yeah, the Daiballas are absolutely incredible. And they go like that. You know, buses stop and boom, 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 boom. Two, three hundred plates go. It's over. A new batch comes out. It's just a continuous factory that goes about. Yeah, we only got
3: about 25 each. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't fair. No, it is. But the old uh, saying about all the food in India, I mean, wherever you go and if you have the speciality, mm-hmm. so you could have the, uh, you know, the petha in Agra or you could have uh, bikaneri bhujia, or you could have the Gajak in uh, uh, Morena, uh, and... Morena, whatever. And they'll all tell you the same thing. They'll say Hava Pani. Hava or Pani, the water and the air. And that is a critical thing why things taste the way they do. So it's like, uh, you know, uh, I mean, so many things, like the Lassi and Amritsar. It's just the Hawa and Pani. It's never the same anywhere else. And that's a fact. Here. In fact, that two-headed, two-headed halwai at Chernobyl told me the same thing. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah. hawa. laughs> he stopped arguing with himself. <laughs> <Two-headed
0: halwai. laughs> Mandvi has two spectacular things. It's a very small town yeah. in Gujarat. Yeah. It has this beach, which actually is a beautiful beach. If uh, Gujarat had alcohol, this place would be like a... Not Goa, but it would be a very popular holiday destination because we stayed in these little tents. But there are these luxury tents right by the beach, but no one comes and stays there. We are the only guests there because nobody wants to come to a beach holiday without booze. <laughs> and I remember that sequence. I went out on the beach and there was just us for as long as far as I could see. But uh, Mayur Manvi also has something else that's truly spectacular.
1: Legendary. Dabha, Possibly one of our favourite, if not our favourite, Snack or small food, at least that we've had throughout our journeys uh, on highway on my plate. And I remember we were we were uh, when we were trying to find it. It was near some gate, Bandar Gate or Monkey Gate. And we kept going and we kept asking different people. And then we came to this one beautiful place where there were like six, seven old men just sitting there by the wall. And Rocky and I went and sat next to them. Nobody was talking. Nobody was doing anything. We just like sat there, Shanti. And then we finally found uh, Gaba Dabeli. I have a lovely photograph
0: of you guys sitting at that wall. In fact, it was
1: a newsletter. Yeah, and or, I remember he did 300 in the morning and 300 in the evening. And that's and that. he, There was already that long line, and we were ahead of the line. I think these the to suvege tinsome, these chalis to amikagate. But much what to the dismay of mean, the locals.
3: Yeah, it was an absolutely magnificent snack. Yeah, and before we start, you know, a, a moment of uh, memory for Gaba, who is no more. I mean, he passed away. And apparently, he took the recipe with him, but this is...
0: that's that right? Shit, I didn't know that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, a lot of people are trying to get that recipe from him, but he never gave it to anyone. It was... His dabeli was completely different. So, what dabeli is, basically, is a pow or a bread. And inside the bread, you pack in, a, basically, a, a, a sort of concoction of potatoes and spices and, you know, cinnamon and a whole bunch of stuff. And Gaba's dabeli was unique. It was bright red in color. It was oily. The so the potato was like a mush. It wasn't like a patty, and he would just put one smear inside each pow before handing it out. And it was the tastiest snack I have eaten in India, I bar do. none. I mean, and without it would set exception. your
0: mouth on fire, but you'd still want another and another and oh another.
3: yeah, and it had that sweetness, which is you know, which 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 is sort of a Gujarati trait. It also had this fire and this oil and this sharpness and cinnamon and I don't even know what all it had, but it was just magnificent here. Yeah. I mean, I, I have dreams about that food. That's that's how much I liked it.
0: And uh, Prashant, were you there for this sequence? For I was, yeah. it was.
3: It was just... Spe- in fact, there's a really nice
2: picture, a close-up of that Dabeli, you know, which I took in Rocky's hand when Rocky was having his 35th or 37th or 50th. I don't know how many... <laughs> but the uh, newspaper was, mein
1: he was giving it.
2: Right, him. right. And his hands were flying. He He wasn't collecting the money. He wasn't looking at the money. He was focused on... That thali in front of him, full of this spicy potato curried kind of thing which he was ladling into this pow and handing it out you know along with a green chili fried green chili and it was like cut 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 he wasn't he didn't look up even once he didn't bother cameras shoot <laughs> he was so focused on what he was doing and it was you
0: know? he doesn't he doesn't scale up I mean he didn't uh, as no he didn't
1: he said he didn't he said, We said, jada bana do, people will take here, to, because uh-huh. there was, he wasn't controlling how many. So, if you were the first five people in line and you took 50, 60 each, that was, that was it. You were, everybody else was done. And I remember he said, No, I will not be able to control the quality. I want to make my 300 in the morning and 300 in the afternoon. I don't need more. So, so Mr. Daba did. would come with his dabele, a line would form. And at least while we
0: were there, we were told not everybody in line gets served. Once he's out, you go. A, it's for yeah. luck. If you can get it, you get it. And he comes twice a day. So, God bless your soul, Gabaji, wherever you are. Thank you. Brought a lot of happiness to a lot of
1: people. We went because Manvi has the shipyard. Yes, hmm. that was the stunning. And we went there and we had the skeleton of the ship. And I remember why. either it was Nikku or Prashant who was very nervous because we were climbing up the prow
2: yeah,
0: the right, right. and
1: then we were doing the Titanic move about. King of yeah, the world. You,
0: like you and Rocky were a close resemblance to Kate Winslet and Leo <laughs> DiCaprio. So, but it was a very stunning, visually stunning sequence because it's this shipyard, but it's not shipyard that's made with iron. It's like these wood timber. They're yeah. making the hull of ships. This house, yeah, the it, I don't know if it's still there. It's beautiful. In fact, I'll we'll put that in the newsletter. It's a stunning place to go to just if you're a photographer, man.
2: These are not boats. These are damn ships. These are ocean-going vessels that they yeah. make of wood. And these were basically for the sheikhs and for the fishermen and, you know, large fishermen in, um, in, 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 the, in the Gulf states. Yeah. So, most of these were for those, you know, they were being made for those orders. And they would run into a few crores. They were not like 4, 5,000,000 cheese. These were like 20 crores, 30 crores. 50 crore type of. Yeah, but they vessels. were huge. They were like they were 100, 50 absolutely. Meter absolutely. 150, 150 I meter mean, long, 50 to 100 feet long. Yeah. I mean, stories high. high. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, they were
1: like 60, 70, uh, 80 feet people high. People still make bloody such
0: big ships made of wood. yeah.
1: like artisanal. It's tradition. In fact, these are made with almost no machinery. It's again, I mean, mostly good joinery and they use adzes and carpentry. Yeah. Uh, carpentry
2: great like wooden nails
1: and, and all. And, and then they use with tar.
2: These are the traditional vessels that they used, yeah. The Arab states that Correct. you know, used to even till all the way to Kerala and beyond. I mean, these are the boats that would so fly yeah, the seas. Fly,
0: go to Mandvi, right? Now let's move to Barkul. A Dhaba, where I used to just sit and watch, because I have a severe food seafood allergy, and there it is basically just prawns and crab and fish crawling all over. It is this big-ass dhaba which serves the biggest-ass prawns and the biggest-ass crab. And this was the place where I had the biggest problem in trying to tell Prashant Bhai, you director a director. <laughs> plate him de, shot give de." Phir toot haan, haan, ek plate a hum wait karte the. Plate lagti nahi thi. shot, and then you're going to shoot. Yes, yes, there will be another plate. So we were waiting. We didn't have a plate. Because before the shot, two or four, Jhingar gets Now tell us, is it the best
3: you <laughs> have? What is this jingar? What are these words you keep bringing? Jhingar,
0: into the
2: middle not Yes, I not is the land of the jingars. place. <laughs> I mean, it's really,
3: it's it's the place <laughs> to stop on that highway. It's the place. I walked in and I saw the seafood and my lips automatically burst into song. Odia. Churana Mera jia, (laughs) oriya. 300, there was for 300 rupees, you can have a two kilo crab, and I'm not kidding, like a whole masala crab, or you can have 10 whole big prawns for 150 rupees, like giant prawns as big as your fist. If you're a normal human being, slightly smaller than mine, slightly bigger than uh, Abhinandar and Mayu's brain combined together, that's brilliant. And each bite is succulent because it's just from the Chilika Lake, which is like, you can see it there yeah, from, from the... I mean, it's, it's, and, you just cross the road and <laughs> there's Chilika Lake. So, you get there from
0: there. It, you just cross the road and there's Chilika Lake and we did this really fantastic sequence there where the train comes because there's a bridge over the lake or something yeah. somewhere there.
3: That's saying. what a location. Everybody has to stop there.
0: Yeah. In one of our later trips to Orissa we also spent the night at that resort, Kello Joby Kello, that wannabe resort at Chilika, which is beautiful because it's by the lake, but don't expect much from the resort itself. But uh, yeah, this place has the biggest prawns and this and there's no separation from where you eat and where the kitchen is. It's like this one big tambu and everyone is cooking and eating on these, you know, these pattas where people put, There are not tables and chairs as such. And at no, the back... They had five or
1: six cooks. I remember they had a yeah. full on operation going right. 506 really uh, busy people and it wasn't just the seafood Niku, you you don't remember it was one of the softest nicest paneer tikkas i've ever had they, it, they didn't have that traditional tandoori masala on it it was just almost like malai yeah. and i know all you i know all you guys are giggling <laughs> You're in this and then <laughs> <laughs> Their dalma was also very nice. They had like really nice hot tandoori rotis coming. It was fantastic food. Yeah. But the
3: place is like a you know it's like the French version of an open kitchen. There are you walk inside, there are two three parallel kitchens, one on the side, one on the other side. Right. Beautiful, fresh sea catch lying in in buckets of water, alive, and, and you just go and point it out and they serve it to you. It is quite quite remarkable. Well, way way ahead of its time. And, and you know like those fancy restaurants where you can
2: go and pick out your own live crab and then see it cooked right in front of you so at the back they have these big tanks full of flowing water and fresh water sort of flowing through them and they've got these crabs and you know all kind of fish and all swimming in those tanks so you can go point the one that you want and they'll pull it out for you and cook it right in front of you so quite i mean it's uh, pretty. Pretty interesting place to stop and very good food. I thought it yeah. was really
1: good. Didn't, didn't we take a boat ride out uh, into the Chilika thing? We went to this island that has this one mandir which has got some story about how somebody got rescued from a storm. We we took a boat out and we went, didn't Yes, we did.
3: I remember, if you get out there on Chilika Lake, you are likely to find these beautiful white-bellied sea eagles. They nest in these little hill tops of the island, or, or, on the islands within and around Chilika Lake. It's a beautiful, magnificent, huge eagle and you'll see them soaring and we got some great shots of it while we were going there so i was very happy when you went to chilika i could have stayed there for another few days
0: i'm sure you could have i couldn't wait to get out of there <laughs> but uh, from from chilika lake which i mean the chilika dhaba by the way chilika lake is like some it's got a record right the largest saltwater lake in india it's, it's the
1: second largest lagoon uh, in the world and then it's yeah. got like just huge amounts of uh, just flora and fauna i mean rocky will tell you all about the birds but mm. um, just all these prawns, crustaceans, different types of fish. I think they even have dolphins that come in there. Go back to Pahalgam yeah.
0: and tell us about. We also finally got a vazwan in Pahalgam, right? In that when it was raining upstairs. Uh, yes,
1: it, it was either in Glacier Restaurant or Noor Mahal Restaurant, one of the two. And they hmm. told us they said we don't have the full vazwan because you only get that when you have the weddings. But they gave us like seven or eight of the their favorite dishes. Uh, we got gushtaba, we got the hista, we got the 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 haak. And they, they had a combination. They had, they had... That was something that we see all over the country now. Then it was still less is that they had this whole selection of Kashmiri food but then they also had the paneer masala and the... Uh,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, it always shows
1: up. Yakhni versus paneer masala. Tabak mas versus mutton dho But guys, I had the most, most incredible Vazwan
2: and a very authentic Vazwan at a Kashmiri wedding. And I was... This was a different show. This was... Uh, you know, with Vineet, uh, Niku had gone to mm. uh, Srinagar to shoot with Vineet Bhatia, Chef Vineet Bhatia. And we landed up at this wedding where they were having this Vazwan. And to see that Vazwan, that, that you know, that Vazwan he cooked, especially the Gustaba and the rishta and all of that, you know, like it goes through that meat starts off and goes through with, you know, it goes past seven hands and each one with a different kind of mallet and it, they keep beating it, beating it, beating it, beating it and until the seventh or the ninth person down the line. Has it just perfect, like it's beaten completely into this very fine paste which he turns into these balls with a lot of fat and it goes into the pan. And just tasting that waswan fresh coming from the you know from the uh, from behind the house, it was one of the most delightful moments of my life. And in fact, as you well know, by now that I like to put my fingers in when we are shooting, I happen yeah. to sit in on this because there was one person there, four people sit around the tarami right? So there were only three there because we were just, you know, we were just guests who just landed up there and they were kind enough to welcome us in. So we needed a fourth person. So I decided that I would sit in
3: and, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't let, how, let that opportunity how go. kind up. of you. There, but, but for all of you who are lost with all these terms, let me, let me just quickly walk you through it. The best places to eat was one or a whole course of Kashmiri dishes, like a whole uh, meal consisting of several dishes of uh, several courses. Uh, that is a Vazwan and uh, the wazwans are best served at weddings because they're made in bulk and you have these brilliant chefs who come from all around the region to prepare different dishes. Typically, you'll have something in excess of 25 to 35 dishes. 35, 36 is, of course, the, the top of the line ones. You can even have 41, but 36 generally makes it full. And you'll have, you know, things like Zafrani Murgh, there's Safed Murgh, Methi Korma, Tabak mas, daniwal Korma there's uh you know uh, arg gosht uh, goshtaba there is uh, dania korma mirchi korma rogan josh yakni <laughs> My mouth is watering some oh, man i love I mean, rogan josh something. yaar rogan josh banao yaar koi dinner pe bulao yaar pura hmm. yeah, na padega abhi to lockdown gosht khao tum aur lockdown gosht khata ho jayega then i'll make you rogan josh not to worry theek <laughs> hai But yeah, but it's so and the tremi is the tremi is a dish it's a silver dish with a cover and they bring it out to you and they open it and inside there's rice and uh, there are all these meat gravies and kebabs, etc., lying, and then four people share one with their hands. Uh, and they the so, courses, so that's the like story.
2: The dishes keep coming, and then yeah. finally the gustaba comes. That's like the sign that all right, dude, this is your last course. And then after that, the meal ends. You may lie down and die happily. Everything is so meat, meat, meat. Herr Mayur, is is
0: Kashmiri food just meat? Is it? I mean, is there no place for veggies? Which is why Kashmiri pundits are non vegetarians Yeah, no,
1: they have a whole bunch of greens. I mean, they have that haak, which is the yep. which is the. Nice. But the Kashmiri pundits, a lot of them uh, did include meat in their diet because also that altitude and with that temperature and that cold, if you're vegetarian, it's going to be really really hard. Yeah. So, so
0: did you feel ignored? Did you just make do with Kashmiri apples and cherries?
1: Nay, because remember in jam even if you're not in, in Jammu or Pida or whatever, you're never far from really delicious Rajma Chawal. So I remember they had Rajma Chawal there.
0: Yeah, dude. Rajma, Jammu ka Rajma is very famous. In fact, we'll just get that out of the way. There's this one very famous stretch, which when we went there, there was a dam being constructed in the distance. It was a like, surreal kind of… Pida. Pida Moore, it's called. What's it called? Pida. Pida Moor. Yeah. So it has three-four dhabas that apparently serve the best Rajma Chawal in the world. And they put ghee with these ladles, which are huge ladles. So it's like half ghee, half half rajma. Mm -hmm. But it is truly, truly delicious. I love rajma chawal. And as a rajma chawal lover, I can tell you, it is one of the most satisfying rajma chawals you will get. If any of you have an opportunity to go to a Saoji restaurant, check it out. And if any of you work for the government of Maharashtra, you know, like the Assam Bhavan here in Delhi, started a paradise ka branch here. Or the Andhra Bhavan is famous for its food. Everyone in Delhi at some point will go to Andhra Bhavan for a lunch for their buffet or whatever they call it, the thali. You have to start a Saoji restaurant in different
3: parts of the country. No, I My vote is for it, man. I mean, Saoji is a magnificent cuisine and, you know, there are so many stories of why it is as spicy as it is. And, you know, one story is that it belongs to a very impoverished section of society where they didn't have enough money so they would put so much chili in their food the children would take a bite and you know they eat it with roti and they ate very little because it was so spicy they drink a lot of water that however is a myth uh, but uh, you know it's just one of those stories but whatever the reason is the fact is that the food has so much chili and so much spice that the color of every meat and it's predominantly a non-vegetarian cuisine becomes black in color upon cooking here yeah? and when we went behind and we saw this lady preparing chicken, I mean she was like e- e- and is- ke- I was like Aa-a-a.
2: Yeah, the whole family was cooking. <laughs> yeah. The whole family was involved. In that. We
1: yeah. we've we, we been to two or three uh Saudi restaurants after that in Nagpur because Rocky and I have been back up then. All of them it's the same thing. The the men are outside taking the orders and or taking the money and all. But the women run the kitchen with an iron hand. The men are not even have to like really ask permission before they go in there, and it's all women doing all the prep.
0: Yeah, fantastic photographs from the kitchen. Uh, from the kitchen, in fact, yeah,
2: we have group photo also. Yeah.
0: I'm seeing the pictures right now. It's, there's this lovely picture of these little, little meats. So why I like it so much is that while misal and all also has a lot of spice, having a spice with meat is amazing. And the mutton there was to die for. And they have a really elaborate menu. It's not like five things on their menu. Then you had like 25-30 things. So, that was one of my favorite meals. And uh, it was in Nagpur, which also has the center of the country, right? Yeah. What are the the Zero point. Center the center of the country,
2: right? The geographic center of India is in Nagpur. We got photos of that too. We went there and we did a piece to camera. We have
0: a photograph there. And Nagpur is famous or it's orange other than the saffron, which is where the RSS headquarters is. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we have… Oranges,
3: orange burfi. There was orange coming out of everywhere, man.
1: Property, orange sone papdi, orange burfi. I bought a ton of that. I remember to carry back home.
3: Yeah, yeah. In fact, you know how the name came about was uh, Amir Khan and Saif Ali Khan had gone there once, and Amir fell down, and everybody said, "Saif, run, Saif, run," and that's how it became famous. Someone stop this guy. Stop making me tell these bad jokes, yeah. But if you ever go to Nagpur. Get the orange barfi. It is a very unique beast. It's not the barfi as you know it in the traditional sense. And my absolute favorite is the orange sown papri. And if you haven't eaten the orange sown papri of Nagpur, you have not really been able to experience what is amongst the best flavors of Indian sweets. Because the orange sown papri, according to me, is just one incredibly brilliant taste from Nagpur. It, yeah. it has to be tried. It's sown papri that tastes of orange. Oof. <laughs> not, it's not that simple. I mean, big, mota mota it is, yes. Like, Sujata is, you know, Sujata is a girl you're beating in Sujata.
0: Akbar <laughs> <laughs> the nice town, yeah. you know, open, not crowded like the other cities in Maharashtra. It was one of the more quiet,
1: big towns. Well, now it's getting quite crowded because Rocky and I, like I said, we went recently, we went to a Literature Festival We went, uh, I think, one time before that also. It's, it's, it's gotten a lot more crowded. It's also got some now new interesting formats of restaurants coming out. We actually went to a pub which had like all like pub bar kind of food and some draft beer. One of my favorite coffee roasters in this country, uh, Prashant, you'll love this, is is based out of Nagpur. It's a guy called Corridor 7 Coffee Roasters. Oh, how do you spell that? Corridor as in
3: Corridor. Hindi, Corridor. Yeah. Yeah. Prashant, T H A T. You will say, how do you spell that? It's T H A T.
0: Thank you for staying on this journey with us till now. We promise we will be heading onwards. And now, as the lockdown slowly lifts, hopefully get Rocky Mayur Prashant and me back on the road. Thanks again, all you wonderful people. We will meet next week with the full crew. Good night or good morning. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent